0: love this podcast support this show through the Acast supporter feature it's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment just hit the link in the show description to support now attention soldiers sailors airmen marines and coasties the holiday season is right around the corner and some of you might be wondering How am I going to afford to travel back home to visit my loved ones? Have no fear. Holidays for the Heroes is here. Last year, Holidays for the Heroes received donations from patriotic donors, and we were able to send 65 armed service members with a fully paid round-trip ticket and got them home for the holidays. Wait, but what's the catch, you might ask? Buckle your parachute strap. There is no catch and no hidden fees. Just contributions from good old-fashioned Americans who want to help heroes like you and show their appreciation for your service. If you're an active soldier and want to register, or an individual who wants to be a part of that growing group of patriotic donors, please go to www.holidaysfortheheroes.org. That's h-e-ro-es.org. to you from underneath a peach blossom it's time for an episode of be awesome find positivity throughout your life and work just like our mascot rooster steve the jerk
1: Hello, Be Awesome listeners. This is your host, Joshua Peach. We got a good doozy of one here on episode 93. I'm excited about it. Uh, We're going to be calling this one, They're Just Boobs. And uh, this one comes to me from an actual past guest. This is an interesting how we got here story. So before I introduce and welcome Katie to the podcast, uh, Katie came to me through Ron McCulley, who was a cancer survivor and longtime friend of mine and was on the podcast, actually been on the podcast, I think twice. And he sent me a message and he said, you have to have Katie on your podcast. And I actually met Katie uh, a couple of years ago at a conference and I had no idea Katie's story or anything else, just, just met and you know, everything seemed like Two people that don't have too many problems in the world or challenges, difficulties or, or roadblocks. And uh, so when we, when I talked to her a couple of days ago and she started to share my story, I said, wow, we need to have you on as quick as possible. So we didn't waste any time. And uh, we've got Katie Wolfgang on with us today to talk about boobs. So, Katie, first and foremost, welcome to the podcast and thank you for making time.
2: Absolutely. I'm excited to, excited to do it.
1: Yes. So first, a little bit about yourself. You're a a director of human resources. Where, where are you?
2: I am the director of human resources for Wamego School District in Kansas.
1: Mm. So you're a fan of the New England Buccaneers.
2: Um, you know, they're not at the top of our of our list here <laughs> in Kansas.
1: <laughs> Don't worry, he's only got like ten more years of playing in Super Bowl. Right, right, right. Can.
2: We're gonna be in probably the next ten Super Bowls, so we're fine. Yeah,
1: we're yeah, fine. yeah. So, so you're director of human resources. You're you're married. You've got two two children. And um, you know, let's step back. Let's talk about when you were nineteen. Uh, what you shared with me, and when you were nineteen, what happened.
2: Yeah, so I looked a lot then like I do now. You know, I haven't aged a day, yeah. I don't think. Um, so 19, I was a student at Kansas State University studying uh, business and HR. Um, my, I come from a big family. And um, that year, unfortunately, um, I lost one of my aunts to a breast cancer diagnosis. Um, she, she battled a long time. She was 34 when she had her, um, got her diagnosis and um, had two tiny little kids um, and ended up losing her, um, losing her battle at age 40. So that happened when I was 19. Um, and, and that kind of is what started the trajectory of, of this path.
1: <laughs> and, and so when you, when you told me, we got a little feedback here, sorry about that. Um, when you uh, told me that story, uh, you told me that there was a gene that was what that was found, and I I couldn't pronounce it. There is,
2: yeah, yeah. So um, um I actually had two aunts with breast cancer. My grandma also had breast cancer, and um, several extended family members. So um, typically when you have an extensive family history of breast cancer or breast cancer um, that starts at a very young age, like both of my aunts at 34, um, mm-hmm. they back in back back then um, it was about 2005, I believe. Um, they were just kind of starting this genetic testing or, or in Kansas anyway, it seemed new um, where they could test um, for a specific gene or two um, and, and see if you had a mutation to it. And if you do have that mutation, um, then it, it it predisposes you to a um, very high risk of breast and ovarian cancer. So my, go ahead. So
1: sometime around the age of 19, you came to the realization that there was a very high likelihood. I think you said it was like in the 80% likelihood.
2: 80, 85%. Yeah. So before my aunt passed away, they were able to do that um, testing on her, um, which meant that if if any of her siblings had it, their their children might possibly have it. And so um, my dad proceeded to get tested and, and then me and my two sisters got tested.
1: How did that, I can't imagine, you know, first you have the loss and then you have the reality that the likelihood that you might have the same disease, you have a higher likelihood of getting the same disease than someone else that doesn't have the gene. What was that? Take me back to when you were 19, 20, 21, how much did that consume you or how much did you think about like in your daily life? Was it a lot?
2: Yeah, you know, that's an interesting question. So um, after I got that, um, after I got the results, I went to um, KU Med, Kansas University um, Med, and they, um, they kind of specialized in that. Um, and they went through, I went through a lot of genetic counseling and they, they basically sat me down at 19 and said, you know what, um, we're not telling you, you know, you have to, but we would highly recommend you uh, get married and have some kids before you're 30. That would be our recommendation to you. And so um, most 19 year olds are um, looking forward to their 21st birthday to, to go to the bars and and party. And I was like, holy crap, I need to, uh, luckily I was, I was dating the guy I, I eventually married. Um, so that, that made that process a little less stressful, but um, it's it, it a lot to be told when you're 19, start thinking about getting married and having kids, you got to, yeah. you yeah. got a ticking timeline here.
1: So, so did you get find? Were you getting tested yearly from 19? Yeah, actually
2: on? actually um, twice a year, every six months.
1: Wow. Um, so, so every six months for a better part of 10 years, you, were getting tested and it was coming back negative and coming back negative.
2: Yeah, it was, except not quite that easy. <laughs> um, it would, about, about once a year or every two years, um, a test would come back with showing something because they screen um, people like me in that situation much differently than they would screen an average 40 year old woman. Um, so at, at 20, I was getting screened much, much more heavily than um, the normal woman.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and so those,
2: those tests show every tiny little bl- blip that shouldn't be there. And so then, um, that ended in, in several, um, biopsies also.
1: Oh, wow. And so going through this at age 28, you made, you know, a, a pretty significant life-changing decision, uh, what, what was that? How did that, how did that all come about? And what, how did the decision, you know, how did you, did you wake up one day and just say, here I go.
2: Yeah. Uh, it came pretty quick and I had planned on doing it at about 30. Um, you know, that's, that's kind of when they recommended, was around the age of 30, as long as I was done having my kids. Um, and like I said, I, I got screened twice a year. Um, and I went for a screening in December of 2013 <sighs> And they found one of those little things that I was just talking about, and they did a biopsy. And of course, the biopsy happened um, right before Christmas break. And of course, no one wants to work over Christmas break. So um, I had to wait over the holidays um, for those results to find out if I was getting a cancer diagnosis or not. And um, in those those days of waiting, um, I, I very clearly remember telling my husband, I'm, I'm done with it. I'm over it. I've done it 10 years. I'm, I'm tired of um, I'm tired of wondering when I'm going to get diagnosed with cancer and I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and whether that comes back um, cancer or not, these babies are coming off. <laughs> yeah. So I made the decision um, in that time and it, it ended up not being um, anything, but I, I went through with my decision.
1: Yeah. So you, you, you made this, decision. I mean, that's a tough decision even when you have I'm guessing even if you have been diagnosed with cancer which is a, a double mastectomy. so you you in essence had a clean bill of health at that point in time you've gone through the better part of, of 20 um, some more invasive than others breast cancer screenings and just said that's it they're coming the, the time to go um, and you and you and you did it so we're 28 you're going in for a double mastectomy and then what?
2: Yeah, I turned 28 on January 21st and I think it was February 17th. I, um, went in for the double mastectomy. Um, my kids were two and four at the time, little tiny babies. Um, I opted for a, um, a surgeon up in Lincoln, Nebraska, uh, basically because they offered a procedure that they could, um, I use this word because I heard it somewhere. It makes sense to me. They amputated the breast. So when people wonder what is a double mastectomy, it is truly in the truest form an amputation of a body part. Um, And in this situation, it's um, both breasts. So um, went and had the the amputation done, and then they were able to immediately rebuild um, both breasts with implants. So I'm sure most people are very aware of what breast implants are. Um, most, Most commonly used cosmetic reasons probably, but in this case, they were able to so that I'd go to sleep with my my um, God given born breasts and wake up with um, silicone implants. So I wanted that because it was supposed to be one surgery and uh, you know about a six eight week recovery. And then I thought I'd move on with my life. Mm-hmm.
1: Didn't go quite that way.
2: It didn't go quite that way. No.
1: So yeah. So what what I made a, what was this? Going? Su- yeah, keep on going. Yeah, to go yeah. through. Yeah, I think that uh, you know. I didn't know how long the recovery of, of, of I've, I've, know people that have had them, but uh, had mastectomies, but I didn't know what yeah, the recovery time was, or, you know, yeah, kind of what they tell you.
2: Typically six to eight weeks. I would say, um, I ended up having something called capsular contracture, um, where your body, when you put an implant, a breast implant in it, your body kind of naturally senses it's a foreign body. And so it, it forms a scar around it, um, called a capsule. And that's, that's a normal body response. Um, my body formed that capsule extremely quickly and it was extremely thick. So what it was doing was essentially squeezing um, my breast implant, squeezing, squeezing, squeezing until what started out like this um, ended up more like this and was kind of moving up towards my armpit. It was my body was kind of gonna try to push it out of my body in any in any way that it could. In this location, it goes to your armpit. So. Um, so I went back in for a, a second surgery.
1: Stupid question. Painful? Uh,
2: extremely painful. It was like okay. walking around with a, uh, a big red brick on your chest. And it it was hard and shaped like a brick.
1: <laughs> I'm going to go with the assumption that just about everything that you share is, has a, a, an extremely painful uh, tie to it.
2: Yeah, pretty much. Pretty okay. much. For sure. Okay. Um, so I went in. That was um, in April. They did that. So before I even had got back to work, they... They brought me back in to do not an emergency surgery, but an unexpected procedure to um, clean out all that scar tissue, wipe it all out, and then um, replace it with a new implant. So that that worked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it worked. It just left um, not a very pretty cosmetic result. Yeah. It, was, it it yeah fixed the problem, didn't fix the cosmetic issue.
1: So you had a, you, you went from you know, um, so here we are, we went from, uh, no, no, no reason, no reason at the time, you know, high likelihood you would have had to do something down or no reason at the time to have a double mastectomy to get a double mastectomy with one surgery. Now I've had a couple of surgeries now, second set of implants. I didn't, I didn't catch that when we talked to you. So you've had two, you had two sets of implants. you the first one, then you had this second set, yeah, that, which is the yeah. one we're going to talk about that caused the most recent challenge. Oh,
2: oh, and there's there's so much more. So all fast forward. Because <laughs> go. Um, so I got my second set of implants that April. Um, like I said, cosmetically, it was not it was not a pretty sight. Not what a not what a 28 year old wants to look like in the mirror. Um, and so I went back to a, a second plastic surgeon um, in September of that same year. They re- they they cosmetically you know fixed the problem. Um, replaced that was the third set of implants then I developed a terrible infection, terrible, terrible infection. And, um, they had to surgically remove the implant in October, um, completely. Um, so closed me back up and I woke up thinking I was all fixed. And, um, unfortunately there was left boob was there and right boob was, was gone. So, um, that was, that was a hard, that was a hard pill to swallow.
1: (laughs) Wow.
2: And then they ended up Um, Fast forwarding to November, so September, October, November, had surgery Um, each of those months. Fix the problem, remove the implant, treat the infection, and then third surgery to replace the implant for the fifth time in 2014.
1: (laughs) Wow, I didn't, I didn't know that. I didn't know that that was that that extent. That's it it was
2: it was extensive, and remember, I had a two and four year old at home, so um, the majority of that year, my kids were. we we weren't doing I wasn't carrying them around or yeah they weren't sitting on my lap and so that was a tough year
1: so you went through the five implants and then grass is green and things are relatively okay for a while or was there
2: yeah they were okay um still um cosmetically based on all the trauma that I had um there was there was some issues um and They're kind of boring to get in on here, but, um, when you have that much surgery and that much tissue taken out, your skin becomes very thin. So, um, the implants I had were not, um, a kind, they're called smooth, um, implants. And so my skin was so thin, you could literally see the implant through my skin. So if I'd raise my arm, you could see the the implant, um, making all sorts of shapes and stuff. So, um, I went, um, a couple years later, I waited a little bit. Um, went to a third plastic surgeon. Um, I loved him. He's in Lawrence, Kansas. Um, and he was able to fix that problem. He put in textured implants and, and cosmetically things were really the best. They I was very happy. Um, hmm. He he did two procedures to make it, make it work, but replaced those smooth implants with textured ones. Um, hmm. And that's when I thought my, my journey was over. <laughs> yeah.
1: So that, uh, what year was that?
2: I think that was 2018.
1: So 2018, 2019's doing okay. 2020 hits. Is that when this next? Um,
2: 20 the end of the last um, 2019, end of 2019. Yeah. Um, I found out that the implants, the textured ones that he re- replaced the smooth one with, that the ones that fixed the problem, um, had been recalled. Um, they were recalled because apparently they are giving um, causing lymphoma. In women,
1: so. So all this work to prevent cancer, and you get something put in that actually causes it.
2: Yeah, it
1: was a slap in the face. Yeah, yeah. And how are you? the The whole premise of this whole thing that I'm amazed by is your mindset and your attitude. We'll get into your blog and everything. But how are you? You know, we we talked about this past year, but how are you handling just every? every hurdle that you got to, I mean, there had to have been doubt. There had to have been obviously down times, but it, you seem to me like you're someone that just has this optimistic aura yeah. uh, that, that that's around you. Was that always there or were there, were there really dark times that you just were a different person?
2: Oh, there were dark times for sure. I think anybody that tries to say they're positive all the time um, when they go through something really hard um, are, are, are trying to, you a little bit. You know, I, I, I like to think that I was pretty dang positive, you know, Um, (laughs) but there were nights, many, many nights that I um, would post something on my blog and um, just sob (laughs) just uncontrollably um, as I typed it or, um, you know, look at myself in the mirror after I showered and, and just cry myself to sleep and, and ask my husband, like, what was I, what was I doing? You know, like, what <laughs> did we do the right thing? You know, did we, I, I asked myself that a lot. And I've had a lot of people ask me that. And, and I stand by my decision. That It, it was the right thing.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, second guessing it is that that's just gonna, you know, you're, you're, you're here, you're now you're, you know, there's nothing second guessing. It's not like you can go back and say, I want to do over. So I t- totally get it. Um, so here we are end of 2019. Uh, Covid has started to start to rear its ugly head, but we had no idea the the magnitude. And and you know, before we even get into this, being a director of HR in a public school district going through Covid is, <laughs> is hell in itself, right? That's I mean that that's no easy chore. I mean, being in education or in the medical field or frontline worker, it, it, the stress and strain of that in itself, never mind having to go through what you went through over the last year, is is mind-boggling. So um, you decide that it's time to get the lymphoma, the lymphoma implants out, right? And th- that's, yeah. that's going to be one surgery, one and done. Was the anticipation on that? Uh,
2: two, two surgeries, two okay. surgeries. That's an extensive procedure. So I had two options at that point. At that point, I could, um, I could go put in a different set of implants, um, which is a, is a story in and of itself. You know, there's something called breast implant illness. And I, I 100% believe that is real. Um, a lot of doctors say there's no proof. There's no evidence. Um, I, I call bullshit, you know, I do, I put them in you and, and see what it does. And ever since I got those implants, my, my quality of life just deteriorated and it sounds dramatic, but it, it happened so slowly. And I was so sick from all the surgeries that I didn't even realize it was happening. I don't think until I got to a point where I thought I should feel good. You know, I'm still pretty young. I should feel good. And, um, so I, I I did a lot of hours, like a lot of obsessive hours of research on breast implant illness and talking to other women. And, um, I, I kind of diagnosed myself that, that I was not Interested in getting another set of implants, so that option was out. Mm-hmm. Um, the other option is to go flat, you know, to not have breasts anymore, to just be flat-chested. And um, you know, I just turned thirty-five in January, and some people might be okay with that choice, and and I I applaud them um, for that decision. I just it wasn't for me. I just couldn't couldn't see myself um, being flat-chested for the rest of my life. And so the third option is to use your own tissue to to rebuild your breasts. And there's a couple different methods to do that. Um, but I, I chose one called the deep flap and it's D-I-E-P. Um, and it it refers to a um oh gosh, I'm going to say this wrong, a vein or an artery that runs through your um through your abdomen and they use that to um, reconnect your own tissue
1: to build mm-hmm. breast. So how many surgeries are we up to?
2: Well, I did that. The first one was supposed to be December 1st. Um, And then, you know, there was supposed to be a second one, which was supposed to be March um, 8th, 9th. And um, I got a terrible infection and a terrible open wound after the December surgery. Um, I went back in January. The surgery was in new Orleans, by the way, (laughs) which flew there um, and ended up, Ended up making two more trips back to New Orleans in January, um, and had five surgeries then. So the t- grand total of surgeries, what started out to be one, is now thirteen.
1: <laughs> wow, thirteen in a little over a year.
2: 13, well, no, thirteen since twenty fourteen. Oh, since so the, since had, the
1: beginning. Okay, yep. I was I, okay. Yep. Um, I so. I lost track on the implants. Is it six <laughs> six?
2: Yeah. I lost count to be totally honest, probably, yeah. six, probably wow. six sets. Yeah. And then um, I, so this most recent situation, um, six surgeries since December 1st and it's March 25th. So, and they were all in December and January. So. And you've got, and I've got one coming up. <laughs> yep. yep. One coming up, April 22nd.
1: And that's it. That's what oh, we're hoping for. That's what we're shooting for. We're shooting for, we're shooting for, we're shooting for that's it.
2: I'm shooting for that. That you know what? I'm not shooting for it. I it's gonna be it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's what I, that's what I'm looking to hear. That's good. Um. So I mean, it's this is the this is the thing. I think that you know, listening to the number of surgeries over the last year, the last thing I'd be doing is sharing hope and light and happiness and humor and laughing at myself and making jokes and spending two weeks at a time in a hospital. My 35th birthday, all this stuff, and What you did is you started a Facebook, I guess, blog page or Facebook page that you just kind of blog in uh, to just, it started out to just let people that your family and close friends know what's going on with you, but it's got deep stuff. It's got detailed stuff. It's got some tough pictures to see. It's got a lot of inspiration and, and some happiness of like I sit here and go, how do you do it? So, how, how do you do it? How does, how does someone like I was after talking to you the other day, I got done and I said, okay, someone tells me at 18, 19, you're, you have a high likelihood of getting a disease and you can remove that, whatever, um, and, and remove the likelihood of it. You know, I, first of all, I'd be, I know myself, I'd be, I'd be 24, seven, thinking about it. Like I wouldn't get two tests a year. I'd probably get 365 tests just out of pure anxiety, it's a chronic Portuguese thing, I guess. But, um, but then to make that decision and then go through all of this stuff, I, I just, I'd be, I don't know that I, I don't know that I'd have that optimism and that, that zeal of for life and happiness and making light of it and saying, I, you know, I've got one boob or whatever, you know, the things that you do. So, how do you do it? Like, what is What's, what's, what's your secret or what's, is it, you know, faith? Is it family? Is it all the above? Is it just, that's how you've always been? Like, let's, let's get into that a little bit.
2: Oh, well, is it how I've always been? You know, I told somebody recently, I don't remember what I was like before all of this. I don't remember what I was like. I don't remember how my body felt. I don't remember how I acted. I, I would like to think that I've always been like this. And I, you know, to be totally honest, I, I put stuff out there because if it can help anybody, that's what I care about. You know, like if it can, if somebody can read it, who is going through a breast cancer diagnosis or who is um, going through what I went through or who is having to make these decisions, I want them to know that, that it, it, I mean, it's possible, you know, it freaking sucks. It sucks. Even if, even if I would have had one surgery, It sucked. You are losing a part of you, especially as a woman and that body part that no one can understand. You know, it's easy. It's easy to say what you'll do in certain situations, but until you're in it yourself, you don't really know. Um, and I, I think I started the blog, like you said, to update family members from that one surgery. I have a giant family. I have a lot of, uh, you know, connections at work. I, I talk to a lot of people. Um, and my husband is very shy. So I was like, he is not going to want to take phone calls from all these people asking how I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So I started this page so that he could easily just post Katie's out of surgery. Everything's okay. And that's what I thought it would be. Um, but I, I, I started, you know, posting things that I thought were funny, you know, my very first appointment um, in Lincoln, Nebraska to have the mastectomy, they literally held up a like a paint chip chart to my current nipple not even joking to try to match the color so that eventually when I get nipples again they can match the original color of my areola <laughs> and they're they're standing there with this paint paint swatch sliding it up and down and I am just giggling like a child like what is happening right now And I told them, I, (laughs) I blogged about this This is one of the first posts I made. I said, yeah, they were picking out my nipple color, trying to match what I had. And I just told them, you know what, forget it. I'll just, uh, I just want porn star pink.
0: Just give me whatever that
2: color is. And the, the doctor and nurse were laughing hysterically and the doctor didn't miss a beat. He said, Oh man, that happens to be the most popular color. And it's kind of sold out right now. So we started out the very first appointment with, with jokes and humor and it's the only thing that has kept me yeah going
1: yeah so. I could I could see you saying something like who told you I wanted to keep that color you know so I'm right. silly... <laughs> right. like I
2: don't want that I yeah. want all, all, all whatever the porn stars have give me yeah. that color <laughs> if I'm getting if I'm getting a new set here let's let's talk yeah. details.
1: <laughs> yeah yes and so you um you shared with me that you've you've met other women in your I guess it's your was your New Orleans journeys that are going through similar um, surgeries or I I didn't even ask if they had if they were cancer survivors that that they did this you know because they had to Um, but you've got seven was it tell me about it I think it's seven right
2: yeah, there's, there's seven total of us. So six plus me. Yeah. Um, there is a, um, this place in New Orleans is called the Center for Restorative Breast Surgery. And they have their own Facebook group of, of women that go there. And so I was invited to that group when I was making my decision of what um, hospital I was going to use. And I just put it out there. I was like, hey, I'm going to be there having surgery this week in December. Who's going to be there? And do you guys? guys want to connect? And um, these six ladies reached out and said, yeah, I'm going to be there too. Me too. Me too. And um, so we all had surgery within about seven days of each other. Some of us were in the hospital together at the same time. Um, and we were able to, we zoomed before we all had surgery um, together, um, kind of inter- work from all over the country, all over different states. Um, all of us traveled to, uh, no one's from Louisiana, I don't think. Um, and so we, um, some of us were in the hospital together. We got out of our beds and, and made a lap, you know, you're gonna have to make you walk like crazy. So, um, we did laps around the hospital together. And, um, I don't think there's been a day since, um, December 1st that we haven't all talked every day. We talk every day. So it's been very, um, it's been pretty dang awesome to get to know these ladies.
1: Yeah. I was going to say, you know, the, the, positive outcomes is lifelong relationships that you wouldn't have had otherwise that bring you happiness every day Uh, not surgery worthy to do but something that's great to have that you go I think it it gives you some it gives you additional hope and just humanity right it's you know there's other people going through something and they're become they're vulnerable like you and uncomfortable like you and they want to go through it with you and that's that's pretty that's pretty cool uh,
2: Absolutely, they. Uh, you know, they. We've all had our moments of ups and downs. You know, everybody's had their own challenges. I probably, uh, maybe, was the most unfortunate, spending two weeks back in the hospital and six six additional surgeries. Um, but while I was in the hospital, you know, those ladies knew what I was. They knew. You know, my friends back home, um, they cared and they checked in and they they knew that I was really having. I was really sick. And really having a tough time. I was not in a. I was not positive in those moments. I yeah. cried a lot. Um, told my husband I understood why they they didn't um, put opening windows on high floors of the hotel. We had to say <laughs> it yeah. was it was not a good place for me. But um, those ladies, uh, they knew what I was going through. And so when they responded to texts and when they checked in, um, I knew they could handle all the gory details of what I had to share. <laughs>
1: They all have the same attitude that you have or some of them, I mean, are you guys all very similar or is it, is I, it?
2: I think so. You know, I mean, like I said, we all have our ups and downs. We all have, um, you know, we, we all have moments where we'll send a picture to them and say, I hate this. What What is wrong? What, what Why did this happen to me? Or, um, oh my God, now I have to have another surgery to fix this or um, look, my scar isn't healing right. And and then the other six women are there to say, you look amazing. You're beautiful. You you know what, you just need to give it more time. Or if you have to have another surgery, we'll, we'll be there with you when you have to do it. And so um, we all have our moments, I think, but um, it's, it's pretty amazing to to have that connection with complete strangers, like complete strangers.
1: Yeah. I mean, you just put a post on a Facebook page and they respond. And next thing you know, you just happen to be in the same place. And if you didn't do that, you probably would have been sitting in your room by yourself. So, I mean, that's just, that's, that's one of the. I guess that's one of the good things about social media. I'm not a big social media fan, but I think they're just boobs. The page that you got, and uh, the fact that you can go on and find six people that are going to be someplace at the same time you are, uh, is is definitely pretty cool. Uh, do you have something that you're going to do when this last surgery is done and you've you've recovered? Do you have something planned?
2: Yeah. You know, I don't have anything planned, but, um, I, I, we're going to do something to celebrate when all this is really done and it will be done soon. I, um, I'm going to do this surgery in April. Um, and that'll be, uh, it's it's another big one, but, um, once that's done, um, I'm going to, I know I'm going to get some nipple tattoos, which I'm pretty pumped about. So (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait for that, man. It's going to be exciting and I'll, I'll travel for that. So I'm thinking like a girl's trip to get some nipple tattoos sounds like I mean like we wouldn't do that right
1: how's the other you get the other six you guys can all make a a road a road tour to uh I don't even know where you go to
2: we we have talked about that when we're all when everybody's done with their surgeries we have talked that we all will we will have a we call ourselves the the surgery sisters and we will absolutely all get together someday I'm very certain of it
1: I I could see like a road trip in an RV picking everybody up around the country and
2: absolutely finding fantastic.
1: a nipple tattoo artist <laughs>
2: nipple tattoo yeah, is there, yeah. Is there, i don't
1: even know if there's like a i guess any tattoo artist can will do that now there are this.
2: there are very specialized uh nipple tattoo artists. ones in baltimore and so
1: um, i mean now you got me i'm going you, to
2: baltimore <laughs> you had to, you,
1: like you had to search there's really a, only a cert there's only certain people that do it
2: um, so here's the thing, they anybody can tattoo a nipple, right? But yes. only certain people can do them three-dimensional extremely well. So if you are unable to build a nipple, you can, like, you just look up everybody, go Google 3D nipple tattoos and your <laughs> mind will be like, don't do it on your work computer because your HR lady will fire you, but <laughs> do it at home.
1: Can't even believe the podcast went in this direction, but man, <laughs> I've learned something new today and this is great. So yeah. I look forward to hearing all about it. Um, Can't wait. Yeah, so let's let's you know. What do you tell you know? You told me that at some point in your life you'd like to be uh, kind of a, a motivational, inspirational speaker. I hope you don't mind let me letting the cat out of the bag. Maybe somebody's going to want to call you up already. <laughs> you know, one in eight women in the United States today gets diagnosed with breast cancer. Um, there's there's a lot of you know there's a lot of young women that have that gene that that you have. You know, what do you what would you know, 19 year old you, or what would, what would be some advice that you would give to, to women today that are just finding out about this, that they could have this gene or, you know, people that get breast cancer, like what would you say or advise them or I don't I'm trying to think of the right word, but what, what, what's, what's the advice you'd give them?
2: Yeah. I, um, a, a couple of things come to mind quickly and that is, Um, don't be afraid to get the test done. Once you find out that there's a test available, don't be afraid to get it done. I've talked to a lot of women who are like, I don't want it. My dad was this way. He didn't want to get tested because he didn't want us to know because he, he felt some sort of, um, obligation, you know, like, or, or, um, uh, what am I trying to say? Guilt. I think about it. And, um, he was like, God, I don't, I don't want to know that. And and we kind of pushed him and said, "Well, we do. You know, he has three daughters. Okay. We do." <laughs> um, and by the way, I'm the only one out of um, my. I have two sisters, so out of three girls, it was one out of three. So I, I took the bullet for him, and I'm not gonna not gonna let him live that down.
1: But, yeah, how um, are they older <laughs> or younger?
2: One of each. One of each. So, um, but what would I tell people? So first, don't be scared to get the test. Get. I mean, someone is literally giving you a little crystal ball, um, telling you that this could happen to you. Um, and you can do something about it. So so do it, you know, do it. And maybe this is too radical of a choice for some people. Um, for me, for anybody who's watched a family member die of cancer or watched their children <laughs> grow up without their mom or um, watched their parents mourn the loss of a family member, a sibling or a parent um, because of a disease that they could have may be prevented, um, that's enough, you know, really, you gotta really think about that. Mm -hmm. And it's, I'm, everyone has their own choice, right? You can do what you want. Um, but in my mind, I was young when I watched my aunt go through this and, um, and it still left an impact. And I think all of my aunts and uncles and cousins would agree that we will never forget what that did, um, how hard that was for our entire family. And so I just, I didn't want to put my husband through something or my kids through something that I could maybe prevent. And if it took 14 damn surgeries, then by God, it's better than chemo and radiation and fighting for your life, you know?
1: Yeah. Don't don't let the fear of knowing be greater than the fear of not knowing.
2: Absolutely. So that's my first thing. Second thing is... um, I don't let other people's opinions guide your decision, (laughs) have a very clear understanding of why you're making your choice and be very comfortable with that. And that's one thing my blog has, you know, I've had to kind of deal with is people saying, why, why would you have another surgery? Why would you go through this when you didn't even have cancer? Why would you, you know, are they, and this is, this is what gets me are they really just boobs? And I have struggled with that because I told my mom recently, I'm mad at myself for coming up with that (laughs) tagline because they, they are just boobs and they, they are, they, you can amputate them. You can put them back on. um, But, but they do mean something to women and they do mean something to your confidence and your um, just how you live your life. And um, so so I kind of want to put a little, little asterisk up there that says not, <laughs> um, they, they are and they're not. Um, and so I, I want to be very clear and um, I know what a big decision this is and I know what a hard decision it is um, but whatever decision you make is the right one and don't let anybody else try to tell you that it's too dramatic or you're being too self, you know, absorbed with how you look. Um, those those are the two biggest things I think I've learned is make your decision and you might waver you might have some moments of where you question yourself but deep down inside I know that I I did the right thing and I'd I'd do it all over again it'd be yeah. damn hard mm-hmm. but I'd do it all over again so
1: if if I was in your boat like I said I probably would have had him I wouldn't even gone to the first screening I would have just said take them. and <laughs> yeah. you know and and so I I get it and uh, your body your life and you're absolutely right and you know they, they, they you couldn't say it better they' they're just boobs and they're not just boobs it's it's been made that women's breasts are you know it's, uh, they're they're a big deal in society and and they've been made out to be a big deal and um, I can't imagine you know I, I and I can obviously say I'll never be in the shoes of any woman um, and I can't imagine what that does never mind the, I talk about the, the pain thresholds of the you know that must have hurt a lot when you were talking about, the first ones that were, you know, trying to get out, um, the emotional pain and the emotional, you know, tr- like you say, looking in the mirror and, and feeling that pain. I just I can't imagine it and going through all this stuff is just amazing. So, you know, I got to say thank you for sharing your story on the podcast and on There Just Boobs uh, is on Facebook. You got about 1,100. I think I was 1,145. I was the 1,145th person to like the page. Uh, I say, you know, Go ahead and like that page and follow it um, and read through the read. I read through a pretty good. I mean, there's a lot there. There's, uh, a, lot. there's a, there is a lot there. Um, and I scanned for a, a good while and um, and uh, it, it's pretty powerful stuff. And uh, you don't leave anything. You don't leave anything out You're, That's the one thing that I see is that you, you tell it how it is and you share with people, you know, the reality of, of what you're going through, it's not sugar-coated and it's not like, well, I'm not going to talk about this or I'm not going to show this picture, um, which that's, that's a vulnerability for most. And you seem pretty darn comfortable being uncomfortable doing it. So, you know, thank you for doing that. Thank you for sharing. Uh, um, I don't think I'm missing anything. Am I missing anything on this? We talked about a lot and we covered a lot in our first conversation. I want to make sure I got, uh, got everything out there.
2: I, we, we've covered a lot and I just, I told people from the beginning, I am absolutely an open book. And, um, one of the most moving, um, pieces of all of this to me is that the strangers, complete strangers that reach out to me and ask for advice or ask for help or, you know, just, or send an encouraging word. But after we got off our, our meeting on Monday, I had a message from a woman I've never met, no clue who she is. And she said, I just... I want to thank you for this. She said, you, um, I've, I've went through six sets of implants. I'm now flat. My only option is to do what you did. And I didn't think it was possible and I didn't think I could do it. Um, but after reading what you wrote, um, I feel a lot better about moving forward. And so, um, I've been chatting with her off and on all week. And, um, so things like that. So if, if anybody has any questions or wants to reach out, I know there's plenty of other women who have dealt with this, but, um, mm-hmm. I'm happy to happy to talk to anybody anytime.
1: Yeah, and they can send they can send a message. They actually have a phone number on your Facebook page, so that you I'm sure you probably your phone rings. You know, I'm just sitting here looking, and uh, you know, you're in your office at work, and that sign in the background is, I mean, dream, believe, love, live. I mean, that's something to remind you every day of of uh, you know what to do. So so uh, you know, thank you so much. I I can't again your your positivity and what you're sharing with the world and how you're sharing it. Uh, and your goal to help one person—it sounds like you—it sounds like you're helping many, many people. You helped your six surgery sisters. Uh, I'm sure just as much as they help you, and and uh, that's just an amazing testament that you know if you're going through something, there's others that are going through something too. And try to find some, you know, other people to 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 do to do this this journey of of whatever it is, um, because you don't have to go at it alone. And there's nothing that is. A one-off today. Unfortunately, um, as I share in many of my talks and many of my podcasts, I said, you know, death, disease, divorce, drugs doesn't discriminate. Anyone can go through any of these things that are traumatic, life-altering, life-changing. You know, find find people, you know, find people to be in your camp that can understand. Uh, Because that's probably, I would, I'm listening to you and I'm sitting here saying, I could just see myself being so frustrated with someone that has no idea what I'm going through or what I'm dealing with, and going, I completely understand. I totally get where you're coming from. I I know, you know, what you're going through, and they have no no clue. Where um, having those six sisters, it's like, yeah, I I had that same exact thing. Yeah, 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 yeah The I, I know the uh, tattoo nipple guy up in Baltimore. Good guy. <laughs> right.
2: yeah, I right. ca- called right.
1: called him already. So
2: right right. Um,
1: is there an email that you use for people to reach out to you just so we can put that on the show notes and we can share with it, or you just want them to go through Facebook?
2: Um, through Facebook is fine, or um, I'm on my work email the, the most and I'm I'm comfortable giving that out. And it's just my last name, which is Wolfgang W O L F G A N G K at U S D 320.com.
1: Okay do well, this is this... your
2: naked boob pictures to that though. i, get, I have get fire myself.
1: <laughs> I'm not gonna ask if you've had if you've received any yet. So that's we'll just we'll just go with we'll just go with that's a, a, a suggestion, a, a, a request that has not happened yet that you want to keep
2: right, keep, keep,
1: sure. keep it that way. Um, well listen, first of all, good luck with your, your last surgery coming up. Uh, that, that's that is exciting for your last surgery. It's exciting that you're gonna have some celebratory. Uh, things and reasons to celebrate. Um, I would suggest that however you celebrate, that you make sure that you have um, a copy of the most recent Super Bowl to watch because that makes celebrating <laughs> that much more fun. Um, right, right. And uh, um, no, I, I look forward to hearing the, you know how you're doing after your, your, your last surgery and, and just keep, keep doing what you're doing because I'm, I'm sure that you are uh, sending rays of sunshine to many that you're not even aware of um, and, and doing what, you, you know, putting the, the Facebook page out there and putting everything out to, for the world to see. And there's definitely some quiet folks that are following you that you're an inspiration to them and they might not have the, uh, the ability to share how much you're making a difference to them. And that's, that's one of those things. Someone's going to come out of the woodwork. That's going to blow your mind that you, <laughs> you never met, that you didn't know, that down the road, they're going to say, I went through the darkest year or two years or three years of my life. And I followed you and listened to your blog and you gave me inspiration in the darkest of days. So um, really appreciate uh, you giving me some of your time and great to see you again. Um, you and I'll look forward to seeing you at some point down the road in person. Um, all those, the virtual stuff seems to be working pretty good for me. I haven't gone anywhere in uh, almost 13 months. So I, think is the staying home and letting my hair grow out is growing on me a little (laughs) bit too much. So I'm going to let you, I'm gonna let you make it to your house because you stayed at work so that you could do this uh, podcast because you're probably running late uh, and didn't want to miss this, this episode. So
2: that's right. Well, I appreciate the opportunity. Um, I very thankful that uh, our paths crossed again. And uh, last piece of advice is to no matter what kind of shit you're going through, folks, I waited the whole episode to cuss like that.
1: Uh, <laughs> no, you said, I think you said one before <laughs> that, but I let it go. Yeah. <laughs> it uh,
2: whatever you're going through, find a reason to laugh about something. You got to. I mean, you, yeah. I, I truly believe you have to look at the crappiest of situations and at some point go, well, I nothing else to do, but, but make a joke about it. And, and doesn't mean the situation is a joke. It doesn't mean that, um, the situation isn't serious. It just means that you're able to find a way to laugh. And if you make somebody else laugh, then you're really, it really does something for your soul. So
1: yeah, yeah, it. yeah. that, that, um uh, I was on another podcast. I was a guest a couple of weeks ago and that was you know, uh, I've definitely not had uh, the magnitude of challenges that many have had. But when I have challenges, or just awake, <laughs> just waking up some days, many days over the last year is hard in itself. And you know, I, I was asked, you know, what what's the secret? And I say, you can't laugh quick enough. And you know, when you get up in the morning, find something to laugh at. And and so, you know, I try when I get into my office. If I haven't, my three-year-old is is. I talk about. Uh, chance, he's, he is wide open. So typically he does something to make me laugh in the first couple minutes of him being awake. But find a video, you know, I'll watch a, 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 a scene from Caddyshack or Slapshot, you know, 70s and 80s comedies that, uh, that I grew up on um, that were real humor um, or, or read, read something funny. But get a laugh out because that puts energy in your body that, that helps you get through stuff. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's the best advice one can give is find laughter and, and give laughter. So, uh, and I know you're giving a lot of it and I'm, I'm guessing that you're, you're having, you're having a laugh, especially with some of the, the ideas and things that you talk about and colors, paint, paint, paint schemes and things on your body. So that's, that's, a uh, that's good stuff. So. Listen, we're gonna stay in touch. Anything we can do here from Be Awesome, I got uh, gonna to have to get you Be Awesome coffee mug because that's I mean you oh, got yes. that you got that coffee mug held tight. I get some good promotion there. So we'll get, <laughs> let's
2: do let, it. We'll get let's some
1: we'll get some stuff in the mail to you. So really appreciate you coming on here.
2: You bet. Thanks for having me. Thanks, well, guys.
1: My pleasure. Well, that'll do it. This is a great. This was a great episode. I learned something new today. And next time I go to Baltimore, I'm gonna check that tattoo artist out and see, see what, what work he does. Um, But this is, this is, this is something real. And this is something that a lot of people are having, you know, you know, have gone through difficult, uh, difficulty, cancer sucks as the uh, bumper sticker says. Um, even if you don't have it, you have to make some tough decisions. And, uh, and Katie, Katie made one and she's had to go through a lot of hard stuff. And, and I can tell you just from the little that I know and following on that Facebook page, she's a real deal of, uh, more, more optimistic, hopeful, and happy than, uh, in the, in the darkness and, and, uh, in the, in the basement the windows closed and blind shut. And, uh, you know, Feeling like doom and gloom, so uh, her sign, dream, believe. If you're watching the video, the sign says, "Dream, believe, love, live." I mean, I think she lives by that, and uh, I think we could take a lot away from it. So, that'll do it for this episode. I am excited. I've got some more episodes queued up. We're we're moving slow with the podcast this year. Uh, just trying to get ourselves back up and moving with some public speaking, which we're really excited. We're getting back on the road starting June 4th. We're going to Connecticut. We're going to Florida. We're going back to Florida. I think we're going back to Florida again. Florida is. Wide open, it seems like for events that people want to have uh, speakers at. So, anybody knows somebody that wants that needs a keynote or general session speaker? We're back on the road, uh, hoping to get my vaccination here, uh, probably sometime in May, and um, hope everybody's holding safe, safe and doing the right things. We do have uh, we have a couple of the be awesome Steve the jerk. Uh, rooster shirts left they're green and it's they've got a uh, an artistic photo of uh, Steve the jerk who's our mascot here at Be Awesome Uh, and a Halloween photo it's got a skull and a tombstone it's pretty cool and we're going to be launching another shirt it's going to be green with Be Awesome on the front and ten dollars of every one of those shirts is going to go towards a scholarship for my mother's school for us deserving students and her school was actually a trade school so we are in dire straits. We are, we are losing experienced trade, skilled tradespeople. Um, they're getting older and they're retiring and not enough of them learning how to be carpenters, plumbers, electricians, uh, and mechanics and guys if we live someplace we need all of that so um, we're developing my mother's starting a scholarship in my grandfather's memory and that green shirt is going to have uh, essentially 100% of the profits of that shirt are going to go towards the DuPont Ice Arena uh, three dollars every shirt still goes there in, uh, in my grandfather's honor and be awesome and then the, the, the $10 on that green shirt is going to go to help uh, build a foundation for that scholarship, which we're excited about. Uh, love all the ratings and reviews for the podcast. Couldn't do it without you doing that and getting ourselves out in front. We're at uh, 59, I think, on, on iTunes. Anywhere you do a rating and review, get your free T-shirt. I'll give you a green one. I'll give you a gray one. I'll give you Steve the Rooster special edition one if I have one in stock. So uh, be sure to do a rating and review, follow, share, like, and make sure you go on Facebook and go to They're Just Boobs Uh, because it's a great page. So remember, if you can be anything, be awesome.